which is in a better situation? A bird which is free to fly around anywhere it pleases but have to hunt for their own food and shelter? Or one who because of physical limitation need not search for food nor shelter because it is being fed and provided a home but locked inside a birdcage? During the first few months of our lockdown in 2020, when we experienced being confined in our homes, the city's skyline was noticeably bluer and clearer. Did you notice that too? Merrily, flocks of birds of every breed of varied sizes and colors flew and perched on our trees, a sight long gone since the 1970s. A group of green parrots regularly circled around our home, same hour every afternoon. One day, we found one of them grappling to walk. Its right wing, almost broken, was bleeding probably from a gunshot. It was fighting back when we tried to catch it. Well, we can nurse the poor bird until it is able to fly again. Excitedly, the family, especially our oppose, fixed the cage for her, bought bird seeds, cleansed her wound, and fed her every day. We assume she's a girl, so we named her Nala. In the first few days, her barcada parrots came by to visit her, but slowly, one by one, they were gone. Months went by, and what was left with her right wing was healed. Since last year, we would leave the cage door open to see if she was strong enough to fly again. Unfortunately, her right wing never grew back and it was a struggle to fly. If we left her alone walking in our garden, some stray cats may try to eat her alive. One day, I decided to watch Nala outside of her cage. As she was wandering around, other birds came and would eat bird seeds scattered around her. These little birds would come near Nala, then fly away, come back, approach, and fly away again. It's as if they were reminding her and saying, Come on, Nala, you're free now. It's time to fly. But instead of joining them, Nala seemed angry at them and even scared them off by her loud squawking. Then my thoughts shifted to our country's situation. We just commemorated 36 years of freedom from martial law days. Or should I specifically mention 21 years under the Marcos regime? Admittingly, my childhood memories of those years are limited. Student rallies, violence on the streets, causing our classes to be suspended, and yes, curfews. If caught one was brought to Camp Krame and suffered consequences, and God only knows what they did there. Just like the free birds I've mentioned, many of our countrymen took advantage of this newfound democracy and worked hard to better their lives, their families. Thus, contributing to the country's growth. Unfortunately, due to the prevailing traditional governance, many are still like Nala, who despite the chance to be free, remain victims of patronage politics. Why is there so much fear in revisiting and recalling the martial law years? 
I see comments in social media of the present supporters of Marcos Jr. crying out, Move on na! Don't mention the past. History na nga eh. Bakit nandun ka na ba? Nung martial law? At kung ano-ano pa? Well, I came across a study entitled Philippines Political Culture and Governance written by Cristina Jaime Montiel. It reported that during campaign periods, candidates perceive that the most prevalent expectation is for them to be patrons, a never-ending source of money, food, and any personal need. Thus, voters seem to have no qualms to go to the candidate asking for special favors. Ine-expect what happens when these officials get elected to office? Hindi naman lahat, pero bakit nga ba ayaw nila ang tunay na pag-unlad ng ating kababayan? Panatilihing mangmang at pahirapang magkaroon ng mga magandang hanap buhay at tumayo sa sarili. Kasi pag may kailangan, sila lang ang lalapitan. Pag mag nagkasakit, punta lang sa mayor or congressman. May nakulong, may nawala ng trabaho, may namatayan. Punta lang kay barangay captain para sa konting tulong. At sa kakarampot na tulong, 500 pesos, 2,000 pesos, habang buhay ng taong ito ang pagkaroon ng utang na loob. The study further explains the elected officials are expected to be kind of the all-around problem solver or aninong or aninang who answers even their personal problems. Being the son of a senator himself, my late father, Daddy Totoy, shared that even their home becomes a public office because people come to them with all kinds of requests. Requests for financial assistance, to pay for medicine, hospitalization, tuition fees, funerals, donations for fiestas, construction of basketball courts, small road projects. As a human resource consultant myself, I have also experienced receiving letters from local government officials demanding I give preferential treatment to those that they refer to me. The last verses of today's gospel may serve as a guide for us in choosing our officials. No healthy tree bears bad fruit. No poor tree bears good fruit. And each tree is known by the fruit it bears. You don't gather figs from thorns or grapes from brambles. Similarly, the good person draws good things from the good stored in his heart and an evil person draws evil things from the evil stored in his heart, for the mouth speaks from the fullness of the heart. Let us pray. Lord, grant us your spirit of discernment that we put into office those who truly desire to serve our countrymen and not just to amass money, power, nor fame. Sana, Lord, sa pagkalukluk nila sa opisina, ay maiangat ang buhay naming mga Pilipino, magkaroon ng mga programang magsusulong sa maraming marangal na trabaho 
programang makakatulong sa kabuhayan, sa edukasyon ng kabataan, sa kalusugan, sa aming kalikasan. Sana po, maibalik ang dignidad ng bawat Pilipino. Taas noong makapagsasabing, isa siya at kaakibat sa pag-unlad ng aming bayan. Amen.